0: Welcome back to the Grand Valley Church Podcast, a community of faith in Brandon, Manitoba. We hope this message helps you meet Jesus and grow in faith. got a question for you. Have you ever wondered about just taking a fresh start? Maybe you've had that opportunity in life, maybe a job change or maybe a move to a new city lets you kind of hit the reboot on everything. Let you take a fresh start and a fresh take on who you are and how you live your life and the choices that you choose to make. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about a fresh start of a different kind. We're going to be talking about a fresh start and how Christmas was the beginning of a fresh start for our whole world. And I want to share a message with you about this, of why a fresh start matters to us and why I'm excited that you're here to be part of this together. See, Christmas is the beginning of a fresh start for a whole world. And we're talking about an event that happened 2000 years ago that we're we're familiar with that that what was happening at the time was that before that, before Jesus came into the world, God was constantly speaking to his people. And he constantly spoke through prophets and through angels and through the Holy Spirit moving and miracles and wonders and God was active. But then something happened. There was four centuries where God was silent where God didn't send a prophet, he didn't send any messengers, and the people were starting to wonder and say, God, what's going on? God, where are you? Why aren't you speaking to us anymore? Have you abandoned us? What's going on? But what God was doing was he was waiting for the right moment for this fresh start to happen. And when the timing was right, God told the angel Gabriel to go and find a woman named Mary, a virgin, and to give her a message And when the angel came, she said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But Mary, I love that the gospel writer includes this, Mary was confused and disturbed. Her response at first to this miraculous event that is God breaking 400 years of silence is terror, and she's afraid. But she tried to wonder, what could this angel mean? And the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. See, Mary was scared of this moment because this is a fresh start of a different kind for her. This is a fresh start that's full of fear at first. But she agrees to what the angel has said and says, Okay, God, if this is your will, let it be done. See, there's a reason why. In the first century, to be, she was engaged to Joseph, but to become pregnant before marriage meant that her family had the right to disown her or worse. They could banish her, they could expel her, they could even have her killed for it. And so taking on this, this role that God had given her to carry the baby Jesus was an act of bravery. See, the birth of Jesus created a new way for us to receive God's love. Because it was God's plan from the very beginning that one day he would step into the world. Now, Jesus could have entered the world as a fully grown man. He could have came as a king, as a ruler. But instead, he came as a baby. As a helpless infant that needs every physical need taken care of by Mary and Joseph. You know, when you hold a newborn baby, there's nothing quite as helpless but as wonderful at the same time. And that's how Jesus chose to enter into the world. See, in a time where they were overshadowed by oppression, when the Roman Empire dominated their world and their area, another piece of this oppression came forward. And Joseph and Mary were required to travel to the town of their ancestors. They were required to travel to Bethlehem, the city of David. And so Mary, at nine months pregnant, rides a donkey into Bethlehem, not a comfortable journey at all. And when they get there... Joseph's relatives won't take him in. They can't even find a place at the inn. And so where do they find shelter? In a stable, surrounded by animals. And Mary has a baby boy. See, this was God's plan all along. Despite the problems that Mary and Joseph faced, God had a reason and a meaning for this. And later on, one of Jesus' disciples, a man named John, summarized Jesus' mission by saying these words, he said, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we would have eternal life through him. This is, not, this is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. It wasn't anything that we've done for the reason why God chose to step into the world this way. It was his plan because he loved us first. See, Jesus had this purpose, this greater mission to remove the barrier of sin, to remove anything that stood between us and God. Came to make a path open to us. But that path, it was more than just having a relationship. It's Jesus came to teach and to lead us into a deeper walk with him. And so he came and he taught so that we would find hope, love, and purpose through a relationship with God. See, sometimes we fantasize about that fresh start. We think, you know, all these problems I'm facing right now, you know, if I just moved and got a new job and started over, that would be one thing. But when we long for a fresh start, it's usually because we want to escape something. See, when Jesus came, he came to give us a fresh start because he wanted us to find something. Not to escape, but to find greater love, to find greater hope, to find greater purpose and meaning see maybe it's when you think about that fresh start and maybe you're one of the people that have your new year's resolutions already in place and you say you know i'm going to make these changes in my life when i flip that calendar to january maybe you've made a goal and some plans and you've got you know this year mapped out if it's going to be a fresh year i'm going to make some new choices but maybe there's a deeper fresh start that you need Maybe there's a deeper, fresh start that we can find when we look back 2,000 years ago at what Jesus came to do. See, maybe the fresh start is about receiving this love that God loved us so much that He stepped into the world to be with us. Maybe that fresh start is about finding the fulfillment and the purpose that comes in a relationship with Jesus. See, I want to ask you this question What are you searching for tonight? As you come to Christmas, what are the things you're looking for in your family gatherings or or when you come to a service like this? What is it you're looking for? Because I believe, and this has been my experience in my own life, that deep within me, there is a part of me that longs for God. And it took me a lot of years to realize that that's what that longing was, that it was longing for something deeper, something to find in a relationship with God. And on that night when Jesus was born, There was two different groups that was searching for Jesus. And I think sometimes we might identify with one of these groups or the other. See, the first group was a group of shepherds. That they were outside of Bethlehem tending their flocks. And that night when Jesus was born, a group of angels appeared to them and told them that this miraculous event that their Savior, their Messiah, the Anointed One, one of the words they used for Jesus in the Old Testament prophecies was Emmanuel, God with us. And these angels appeared to tell this group of shepherds that were working out in the countryside that your Savior has been born. See, the shepherds, they knew the promises of their scriptures. They knew that God had promised that one day He would step into the world. And so when the angels came and told them, of course, they were scared at first. And then when they heard the news, they were excited and overjoyed. In fact, they knew the promises of the Messiah. And so they searched through Bethlehem with expectation. They had a great hope for what they would find. And sure enough, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus laying in a manger in a stable in the small town of Bethlehem. And these shepherds were the first heralds. They were the first that got to run through Bethlehem, waking people up and saying, hey, our Savior has been born. See, they were searching with expectation. They were searching with hunger. And they knew what they were looking for. And when they found it, they were overjoyed. But at the same time that the shepherds had found Jesus, there was a second group that was searching for Jesus. And this second group wasn't near Bethlehem, even close The second group came and traveled from far away in the east, the group of the wise men. And even though uh, a lot of our nativity scenes that we may have show the wise men showing up at the birth, the reality is they showed up a couple months late. See, they started journeying on the night that Jesus was born. They started journeying from thousands of kilometers away and headed west through the Middle East towards Israel because they knew something had happened, but they didn't know what And so they were searching for it. They didn't know what they were going to find, but they knew they had to travel and they had to search. And so when they came to Jerusalem, they went to the ruler of Jerusalem and said, something's happened. We know that there's been a new king. There's been a Messiah. There's been this, this, someone's been born that's important. We must find them. And so they received the directions and they went to Bethlehem and they found Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus, who by now was a couple months old and they were overwhelmed with joy. See, the shepherds knew what they were looking for. They knew the promises, but the wise men, they came taking a long journey towards an unknown destination. And for some of us, we may resonate more with that long journey. When we say, what are we searching for in life? Sometimes we feel like we're on a journey and we don't know what the next step is. We don't know what the next point is. We don't know what we're coming towards. So would you say that you're more like the shepherds? That they knew they were looking for something, they were overjoyed when they found it? Or maybe are you more like the wise men, where you feel like your life's been a journey and you're searching for something, you have a hunger inside that you just haven't been able to satisfy and you don't know why? See, for me, it was the wise men. That's who I identified with because I knew in my life I was missing something. I was missing something that I longed for and I didn't know how to find it. See, both groups found God's love and hope when they found Jesus. And for me, it was only when I recognized that that love and that hope and that meaning and that purpose is what was driving me that I was able to actually come to find peace with what I was looking for. See, every one of us, deep within us, has a longing desire for our Creator. We have a longing desire that we often try to fill through different means, but the only thing that will truly satisfy it is when we step into a relationship with Jesus. That's what I believe to my core, and that's what Christmas is about, that God loved us so much that He was willing to step into the world to take away every single barrier between us and Him so that we could have the depth of a relationship with Him. See, we may wonder sometimes, what this fresh start is we're looking for, or what we're searching for. But the question we need to ask ourselves is this. Are you willing to accept God's love and his hope? See, the question that we come to when we come to Christmas Eve, when we come to the birth of Jesus, is not a question of of do we get things right, It's not a question of, are we good enough? And I'm so thankful it is not a question of, are we good enough? It's a question of saying, will we accept God's love? Because that night when Jesus was born, Jesus was doing something so much bigger and so much greater than anything we could imagine. See, Jesus, when he began to teach, he began to teach around this idea called the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes he called it the kingdom of God and he announced and he said, it's here now. Heaven is here. And his followers and his disciples, they couldn't make sense of it. In fact, his closest friend, his group of 12 disciples who lived and walked and traveled and did everything with him for three years, they still didn't get it by the end of it. And it was only after Jesus' death and his resurrection, after he became the sacrifice that paved the way open for us to be with God, that the disciples' minds were opened and they realized that what, God, what Jesus had been talking about so much when he talked about the kingdom of God was that we can experience the joy of a full, deep, deep relationship with God here and now. See, sometimes Christianity gets a bad rap of thinking that it's just about the afterlife. It's just about that question of, well, where are you going to go when you die? And in fact, that's a short-sighted question. Because that's not the way that Jesus taught. The way Jesus taught was to say that we can live in the kingdom of heaven here and now, today. And all we have to do is accept His love and His hope, the meaning and the purpose that He came to give to us. That's why Jesus came. That's why Christmas is so important to us because it celebrates this turning point where God opened the path to everyone. And so I want to ask you that question of saying, are you willing to accept God's love and His hope? See, we come from all different backgrounds and all different experiences. But the one constant is that God loves each one of us deeply. And sometimes we struggle to recognize and understand that, how much He loves us. But the truth is, Jesus is here And he came to make his home among us and within us. And so I want to give you an opportunity for that. And maybe if you're saying, no, I'm kind of like the wise men. I've still got a longer journey. I'm not sure about this. Can I invite you to lean into the questions you have? Can I invite you that when you have these questions of meaning and purpose and why do we exist, why are we here, why does this matter? Lean into those questions. Don't dismiss them. Because the path they lead you towards is full of life and hope. But maybe you're like the shepherds and you've been waiting for this announcement. You've been waiting to recognize that God's love has come into the world. And so I want to give you an opportunity. And I'm not going to ask you to stand up or raise your hands or anything like that. But I want to ask you to do something. If you've been searching, if you've been hungry for a fresh start, are you willing to accept that God loves you? and that God has a plan for you, and God has a purpose for you. And if you are, just silent in your mind, would you pray this with me? You don't have to say anything out loud. But Lord, we are so thankful that you came into the world. Jesus, we know you came to show us your love. And Lord, we are thankful for that. And God, we're thankful that you came to make a path open to you, to forgive us for anything we've done, so that we may live in a full relationship with you. And Lord, would you reveal yourself to us? Would you guide us as we walk deeper in a relationship with you? Amen. See, if you've chosen that, if you're willing to take that step and say, we accept it, I want to ask you to do one little thing. And on your way out by the auditorium doors, there's a little black boxes there that are a little donation box. And in the side, there's a little connect card that looks like this. And we want to help you on this journey. Because all of us are on a journey of faith together. There is no point where we've arrived and we know everything. But I want to invite you to, even if you just have questions, grab one of these cards and you can throw some comments on it or questions you may have. But there's a little checkbox there that says if you're choosing to dedicate your life to Christ, I want to invite you to check that off, fill out your information, drop this in that little box, and we'll send you an email later this week with a little devotional reading plan, something to help you get started in your walk with God. Because all of us are on a journey. All of us are searching for something. And I want to invite you to lean into that. To lean into God's love and his hope that he has for us. That he wants to reveal to us. See, when we come face to face with God's love, we can't help but let it change us. See, God loves us so much, he's not willing to let us remain how we are. If it's hope that you're looking for, God has hope. If it's His love you're looking for, He has boundless and unending love. If it's questions you're asking, are you willing to lean in and find the answers? Are you willing to trust that it may take some time and some digging because God delights in revealing Himself to us, but He wants us to search for Him too? See, when I reached that point in my life, where I recognized that all my questions that I couldn't answer, all the things that I was searching for, always kept pointing me back to Jesus. It was a life-changing moment for me. I had no plans of going into ministry. I had no plans of being a pastor. All that was so foreign to me. But it was this hunger that I was searching for that could only be found in Christ. And I remember as a kid, the way that Christmas Eve services were so special to me because it was celebrating this moment that God made it open for us. And so I want to ask you to do something. We have two traditions every year at, at Christmas Eve that we, that we uh, invite you to participate in. The first is that in a few moments we're going to sing Silent Night together. So the band's going to lead us in a couple more songs and then Silent Night. And we end it with lighting our candles from the Christ candle in the center. But the second tradition we have is that we recognize that we have been so blessed by God. We recognize that as people who have God's hope, part of the requirements of God's love is for us to show hope to others. And that's why for a couple of years now, we've partnered with uh, Youth for Christ's U-Turn ministry here in Brandon. And we're going to take a special offering. And it's completely up to you if you want to participate, if you want to donate something to this, it's completely up to you. We don't want to put any pressure on you. But I do want to challenge you that as part of the hope that we have, how would you like to be part of restoring hope to someone else? Because these funds that that we're going to give to U-Turn, and 100% of it goes to U-Turn tonight, goes to welcome hampers for new residents to their program. And if you're not familiar with U-Turn, they're a ministry here in town of Youth for Christ. And they lead people on a journey from homelessness to independent living. And one of the things that, that regularly happens when someone comes into their program is that all they have is maybe a backpack and the clothes that they, they're wearing. And so this offering goes for welcome hampers. So each resident, when they come into the program, gets gifted a laundry basket that's full of, full of a, a pillow and bedding and some household cleaning supplies and a gift card for groceries. And I've talked with the U-Turn staff that when they take someone into their apartment for the first time and they say, hey, this is the apartment that we're giving you. And you know, then we're going to help you learn how to get a job and learn how to write a resume and, and maybe reach your education goals. One of their favorite things they get to do and say, oh, by the way, This is for you. This came from one of the churches in town because they want you to have hope on your journey. It's so inspiring to me to hear those stories that come back from U-Turn. And so in a moment when the band um, leads us in O Holy Night, we're going to pass the offering bags for that offering. And it's completely up to you. But I want to challenge you. As people who have hope, are we not required to show hope to others? So I want to invite you to take part in that. And the second piece, um, we're going to invite the band to come up, and they're going to lead us in that song in just a moment. And the second part is um, with lighting the candles. And we have a couple of our guest services people. They're going to come and walk, and if you didn't grab a candle, they'll bring one to you if you need one. And we're going to light those candles together from the Christ candle as part of representing how God's light and hope and his love comes from him and came down into the world and spreads to each one of us. That's what we celebrate tonight, that 2,000 years ago, God saw fit to step into the world to bring us his light, his hope, and his love. And so as we go from this place, even though we'll extinguish these candles, I hope that you will carry with you a piece of Christ's love and his light and his hope with you this Christmas season. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you that we get to gather to celebrate this to celebrate the fact that you came into the world to show us your love. And Lord, may we experience your love deeply this Christmas season. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to give you one last invitation, folks. If you're looking for Christ's light to go deeper into our lives on July on, July, on January 7th, we're starting a sermon series here called Out of the Darkness. And we're going to be talking about the things that tend to hold us back from God and how we can take steps forward to let Christ's light fulfill our lives. And then on February 3rd, we're starting a series called What Happy Couples Know, uh, all about marriage and relationships as we move into February. So folks, I hope from all of us at Grand Valley, I hope that you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We hope this message helped you to take the next step in your faith journey. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us Sundays at 11 a.m., You can find out more about us by going to mygrandvalley.ca.